Welcome to the Unapologetic Designer Podcast, where we chat controversial design topics and expose the raw truth about life as a designer. Welcome back to the podcast. I have another amazing guest today who is also a wonderful brand and web designer. Haley, would you like to further introduce yourself? Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm Haley Fetters of Studio Seaside. We help uh, online brands with branding and web design, specifically focusing on Squarespace and Shopify. And then I also help fellow graphic designers with streamlining their design process, specifically how to use the one concept method in their branding process and teaching them how to do that. So I'm happy to be here. And I use the one concept method as well, and I have been using it for multiple years, and it was an absolute game changer. So what was your journey kind of like starting out as a designer, and then how did you end up in, you know, this area of using the one concept method? A bit of background about me is I graduated college um, with a design degree in 2011, Um, and I was also pregnant at the time I graduated job hunting and, you know, that whole journey didn't really end up well. I got a job, but after I told them I was pregnant, they decided not to hire me because I was pregnant, which is totally illegal. That's a whole other story. Um, but so I decided to start a design blog and the design blog kind of snowballed into me side hustling. And then eventually, um, in 2015, I took my little side hustle full time. So it's been seven years of designing brands and web sites for online brands. And so I've worked with a ton of clients. I've, I've tried it all. I've made a lot of mistakes. Um, but finally, I've kind of come to a position where I feel like I've really streamlined my process where I really don't have to think about it too much. And I, I'm guiding the client really seamlessly through the experience and they're happier and I feel more fulfilled in my design process. And before that happened, though, I, like I said, went through a lot of trial and error where I was kind of, you know, giving clients three options to choose from and was just feeling really unfulfilled with the outcome of those designs. Like, you know, they would either mix and match or they would have input from their neighbor that was like, oh, you know, we don't really like this one, but can we like take um, the color from option one and put it with option two or, you know, just like endless, endless revisions. And I was just feeling really, really creatively drained. And I felt like I had heard about using the one concept method and I just, I never thought that it was for me. I didn't think my clients would go for it, but I decided to do some research, talk with some other designers and kind of jump in and start using it. And I really just haven't looked back. Like I'll never give more than one concept again. Um, unless they want to pay double, you know, unless they want to pay the same amount for both concepts. But yeah, it's been transformational for my design process, my business. Um, and that's why I love to teach about it, talk about it. It's, it's really so easy to start implementing. And that's why I am passionate about teaching other designers about it. Yeah, my situation, you know, going into the one concept method was kind of the same. And I feel like a lot of designers actually travel down the same path you know they start with giving their client multiple concepts and it always always ends up being hey can you mix this one with this one or can you put these elements here or can we see it like this and like this and it's just like an endless amount of variations and Mm -hmm. it's like they want to see every single variation and it's just like 
you get tired and the end result isn't as strong and it just looks like a Frankenstein mix matched thing. And that's what I had done about, I'd say for a year or so in my business. And then the first time I ever used the one concept method, I was so freaking nervous. Like it was so scary because I'd never done that before. And the client literally approved everything with no change. Yeah, that was like me too. I was like, I was so nervous, to be honest. But like, I, I was so nervous. And then, yeah, it was no changes. She was like, I want to, she was like, maybe like one slight color change. And then after seeing the color change, she was like, oh, no, actually, I like the way you had it. And so it was like, yep, no changes. And I was like, oh my God, why have I not been doing this the whole time? Like, it just saves so much time and frustration. And it's like, you know, clients are hire, hiring us as designers for our creative expertise. Like we are the ones who have the knowledge around the design and what, you know, some of the best solutions are. And there's not always three solutions to a design problem. You know, perhaps sometimes there are, but really ultimately there's one strong design solution and it's our job to be able to find that best solution and present it to the client. It's not the client's job to pick which one is the best. Like it, we're the ones who have the experience, the expertise, that's what they're hiring us for. Um, we're not, you know, the clients aren't hiring us to have them decide. They they want to hand it off to us and have us make the decision because we're the creative experts. Yes, exactly. I totally agree. And the one concept method just allows us as the designers to further showcase our expertise and further sell our clients on what we professionally think is best and ultimately resulting in the best outcome for us. But yeah. I actually wanted to read a pretty spicy, unapologetic, anonymous opinion I received <laughs> a few weeks ago about this method. They, This person definitely is very salty about this method. So <laughs> here is what they said. Controversial opinion. I don't like the one concept method. From personal and teaching experience, your first idea isn't always the best, and there is always more than one solution for every problem. It can be doing a disservice to your clients. Of course, as you get more experience and know the industry more, after reiterations and brainstorming, you can come up with a perfect solution. Totally sell that one concept. I will tell my clients to th three concepts, though, because if I don't believe in my third, I don't present it. But to preach it as this is the best method to people entering the industry is opening the door to designers not challenging themselves and striving to come up with out-of-the-box concepts that comes with stretching yourself to present more than one concept. So quite a lot of, I would say, misunderstanding in that opinion about what is involved in this one concept method. Would you yeah, agree? Yeah, I agree. And I, you know, I actually agree with everything that they said. Like, I think that yeah, you're not, the one concept method isn't just one, co one concept. And I think that's like, ultimately where a lot of the misconception comes in is it's not, you're never just creating your first idea or creating one logo and just like calling it a day. And I think that there is something to be said about newer designers creating more than one concept and starting to build that confidence in themselves and an understanding of their own design process so that they ultimately know like which one is going to be the best one. So, but when I sit down to design uh, a design, a brand, I'm not just like going with the first option and presenting it to the client. I'm behind the scenes creating a bunch of different concepts and then taking that through my own design process of iteration, research, you know, it down until it's just right. And then I'm presenting that perfect one to the client. I'm not, 
I'm not having them come in and pick apart like which one they like and for what reason. Um, I'm taking that off their hands. So I think like a lot of the misconception with the one concept method is that you're just sitting down doing one one logo concept, having no any sort of like critique um, or any sort of like design thinking around it and just being like, yep, this is it. So I think what that person says is, is true. Like it, there is something to be said about creating more than one concept ideating and you know if you're a newer designer perhaps this concept isn't for you and i don't preach it for new designers because there's a lot more to it than just creating one logo and calling it a day yeah and the i think that this type of situation here where they've this person has obviously formed a very strong opinion about the one concept method yet they don't actually know i would say what is involved within it because it just has this simple name, the one mm -hmm. concept method. Yeah. So like people may perceive that as, oh, you're only creating one concept and you're presenting that to your clients. When in reality, we are creating multiple concepts. I mean, I sit exploring different fonts, different elements, different shapes, different variations for hours until I land on the one mm -hmm. concept that I am going to present. So yeah. in essence, yes, there is one concept that you're presenting, but there's all these other concepts going on behind the scenes that the client never sees because mm -hmm. the client is not the professional. Yeah. And it can be, that's where it can be. Oh, I have so much to say, but first to sit to that. So it's like, that's why you don't show, that's why I don't like showing the clients all these variations because it can muddy the water a little bit. Like they might see something that they like in like one of the early concepts or one of the other directions and they want to mix and match. So it's, that's where you get the Frankenstein stuff. And then at the same time too, it's when you're talking about the one concept method and like, yes, that's the name, you know, there's a lot of different names for it. I'm not the person who invented it. It's, you know, it's been around for a long time, but when talking about it on social media, like there's only so much I can fit into like a 30 second video. That's why I have a whole course. That's like eight modules long about how I implement this in my design process. You know, there's, so much more that goes into it than just like creating one simple logo. And yeah, I think it's hard to talk about it, the whole thing in one simple 30 second video, you know, there's so much that goes into it. Yeah, I agree. I mean, that's, that's like the struggle of modern day marketing is people have really small attention spans. So like, we can only share so much information. And you know, at the Brief Collective, where we have our Design Biz Academy, where we also teach the one concept method, we will share videos of, you know, having client success with the one concept method. And then there's all these people in the comments saying, well, there's not enough context here. There's not enough information, you know, with all these questions and all these thoughts. And it's like, if we had stuck all of that in the video, you guys wouldn't be sitting here watching it right now. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and too, it's like, I'm not, I am not the type of educator to say like my method is the way that you have to do it you have to do it the way that I'm teaching you like this is you know and this is what I say to like the beginning of all of my teachings it's like this is what I've done you know it's and I it's up to you to to learn from me and then take it and do what what is best for you adapt it for what is best for you in your process like I'm never going to tell somebody like this is what you have to do this is the best way like if if it's not the best method for you and your design process, then you don't have to use it. And I just um, felt so happy to have found it and start using it that I wanted to start sharing it with other designers because I felt like it could help them. And, um, and that's what I do. I'm not here to say like, you have to use this method. Um, so yeah, exactly. And I think that a lot of times when 
designers are sharing their method or sharing their approach or sharing how they do something and they say this is what's been most effective or this is the best a lot of times I what I really think they mean is this is what's been the best for me and this is why I'm sharing it it doesn't mean it's going to be the best for you and I think that's there's something to be said about that because every single designer out there has their own process. And a lot of us are nowadays using the one concept method, but we're using it because it's so effective. And that's why it has such a big reputation and just growing in popularity. And we teach it again because that's what's worked best for us. And we've been that designer who's sent over, you know, those two to three different concepts and had bad experience with it. So mm-hmm. I think it's important to try all sorts of different approaches until you find what is best suited for you and your business. So like, Mm -hmm. don't doubt it until you at least give it a try. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then, and then, you know, test and change as needed. Um, Yeah. And that's like, you know, if you're a freelance designer or you start your own business, like that's the reason, or for me, at least it was like one of the reasons that you have your own business is because, I want to do it my way. I don't want somebody to tell me what to do. I want to have my own process and what's best for me. I don't want clients, you know, running the show. I want to be like the creative expert and the one in charge. And, and that's what it's all about when you're starting your own business is like you get to decide what's best for you and your business. Um, and so again, like I'm not here to tell you what to do. I'm here to give you the tools and you can learn from me. You can take what you, you want and, and run with it. So out of curiosity, using this method, how long do your brand and web design projects typically last? Um, it depends. Like, yeah, usually about four weeks. So week one is um, just kind of like onboarding where I send clients, you know, their information. I send them a video to watch prior to f- filling out their um, questionnaire. And then we have the design consultation. So that's week one where we're talking about all the ideas. And then week two, we are, um, I put together the creative direction. I call it the brand foundation. So that's kind of like the strategy where it's their ideal client, their positioning statement, competitor research, uh, core value, really intense like creative direction. Um, and so this is like really the most important step in my process is that has to be approved before I begin design. So essentially, we know exactly where the direction is headed. Of course, if the client has feedback or input on that creative direction, they can give it. Um, but this is like really the most crucial step is getting approval on that design direction and brand foundation so that um, any design decision that I'm making is rooted in that direction. And we can come back to it if the client is questioning any decisions or they feel like something's not fitting. We can come back and say, okay, does this fit with our, your ideal client, your core values? Um, does this fit in with what we talked about? So that's the brand foundation. And then once that's approved, then I move on to the concept. So that's anywhere from two to three weeks, um, depending on the depth of the, of the deliverables. Um, and then that's where we are trying like every possible solution behind the scenes. So I'm trying all the fonts, all the colors, all the icons, um, and I'm building out a full brand identity. I'm not just doing one logo. I'm doing a primary logo, an alternate, submark, um, icons, brand pattern, Um, And then I'm putting it into a presentation where we're showing real world examples and backing it up again with that brand foundation. And then I present to them in real time. So it's a a Zoom meeting where I'm walking them through the brand foundation again, which they've already seen and approved, and then the concept. So I'm walking them through why I made certain design decisions, 
all of the logo variations, uh, and then the real world examples, as well as some next steps for them to take um, after the call. And then they, of course, can ask questions. And of course, I allow revisions. I allow up to three revisions, but typically um, there are none. Or if, if there are any, and they're like so small that I wouldn't even call them revisions. <laughs> Not compared to like what I used to do. It would be like, oh, I like this, but can we try a different font, different color, and different icon? <laughs> it's like, uh, okay, so you want to change the whole thing? And now it's yeah. just like, oh, can we get rid of this icon or can we like make this line a little bit thinner, you know, really small stuff. Yeah. And I like that you kind of broke that down because I actually just wanted to provide an example of how we both use the one concept method and we both have a similar timeline, yet there is something within that process that we do differently. And mm -hmm. you provide the creative direction, but I actually have my clients create a Pinterest mood board themselves. And I've noticed okay. that that's like a big distinction among designers. Some of them do the creative direction themselves and then others have their clients do the mood board and then they kind of put something together based on that. And that's kind of what works for me. And it seems like the creative direction and you doing all that yourself works for you and your business. So but that right there, like, is just an example of how you can be similar in your design process and still have those small things that differentiate you and your business in the way that you do things based on what works for you. Absolutely. A hundred percent. Yeah. And like, I, I do have, if my clients want to provide creative direction or like um, inspiration, like by all means, I, I have found though that like typically clients get to the point where, where they're coming to me and they're like, just ready to like have me do it all. <laughs> they're just like, I don't want to, you know, they're so busy. They like might have ideas um, or the, it's hard for them to like pull them together. So like they might have a Pinterest board. And so like, I'll look at that, pull inspiration from it, but then also kind of bring in some other ideas too. And I, I, I open, or I'm, I'm welcome collaborate collaboration with my clients. Like I, by all means, I love that, you know, but, but at the same time, if that's overwhelming for people, then I'm happy to take it on and, and do it all. So. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I've, I've found that, Sometimes clients are really good at creating the mood board and yeah. sometimes they're not good. And I provide them a list of things that they need to include, but some of them are just better at putting things together that I would say align visually. And, you know, I've had rare cases where the mood board was just kind of all over the place and, and spent a bit more time, you know, asking the client questions and really figuring out the direction because the mood board was all over the place. And I mean, that's what you get when you work with people that aren't always as creative as you or visual learners. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And people might, you know, it's like we have years of experience of pulling inspiration and curating creative direction. So it's a little bit easier for us to like, even just as simple as like knowing what search terms to use when like looking for creative images online, you know, stuff like that. Like people might not even that might not be as familiar for people. So it just is like a little bit easier for us to like find the the right like vibe for all of those images and stuff. So yeah, totally. And like too, I think like, sorry to interrupt, but like um, I think people who feel like the one concept method um, isn't for them or is like, you know, not the right fit. I think they perhaps feel like we see the clients as like, um, the enemy or not the enemy, but like, they don't know what they're talking about. Like we're the only ones who know like what to do. Um, they don't get any say. And when in fact, like, it's not, it's not that at all. Like I love it when my clients have opinions or when they have um, does like, they want to see like a certain icon incorporated or they have like a color they want to use, like by all means, like let me take that and run with it. And I like that you brought that up because 
again, going back to misconceptions about this method, I saw a well-known designer recently point out that they don't use the one concept method because they want the process to be collaborative. Mm -hmm. And that really bothered me because the one concept method is a collaborative process still, even though it's just one concept, you still have those refinements, you still have the discovery phase and you still have the mood board and the creative direction. Like it's still a collaborative process, even though you're not going through those two to three different concepts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So do you want to share a little bit about your course and how you teach the one concept method? Yeah, I would love to. So I already talked a little bit about my process, but essentially um, brand process savvy is the name of my course. Um, and we talk about the branding process, but then also attracting um, kind of the clients that you want to be working with. So really positioning yourself to become the creative expert and having the confidence to be able to charge, you know, higher end prices. I'm struggling lately with the term higher end because I think it's more really about just the right clients for you. Um, but yeah, so helping um, designers figure out how to establish themselves as a creative expert, attract the clients that they want to be working with, um, and then really streamlining their process to be able to um, use the one concept method, get fewer revisions from clients, uh, and really just ultimately like get back a little bit of the expertise in their business and streamline the process so that it's again, like enjoyable for them and the client and overall just streamlining your design process altogether. So brand process savvy is the name of the course. There's also templates, um, project proposal templates, uh, brand presentation, brand strategy, style guide, um, all wrapped into one course. So, yeah. And do you have a wait list right now or what is your, how does your enrollment system work? Yeah. So usually about twice a year, I'll have an open enrollment. There is a wait list um, that you can join at studioseaside.com. There's a resources tab there um, that has brand, brand process savvy under it. And if you are on the wait list, then you, um, you get a little discount, but and I'm kind of toying with the idea of having the templates available, not during open enrollment, but for now it's only an open enrollment a couple of times a year. Um, I do have some free resources on my site that you can access all year round um, as well as some workshops and like mini courses as well. That's funny that like you kind of do the enrollment thing because that's what we do at the Brief Collective Design Biz Academy. Um, mm -hmm. We have a wait list right now and I think we'll be reopening for new students later in the fall. Um, and we teach a lot of the same things and we also teach designers kind of how to brand themselves because a lot of designers I think you know that first year they're still kind of finding themselves and just speaking from personal experience I rebrand myself like four times so like we really go into depth about like how to brand yourself how to really hone in on your ideal clients which of course plays a role in attracting the right clients and then using the one concept method and you know just working with the people that you want to work with our students have a capstone project so like we have monthly group coaching calls two every month and we take them through, you know, an entire calendar. They have homework. And at the end of the summer is when their capstone project is due. And this is essentially them creating an entire brand identity using the one concept method and presenting it to us as if we were clients. So we can kind of like give them feedback about how they did their process, the presentation and everything, which is really exciting. Yeah, it sounds like a, um, a like super in-depth 
course for designers? Like, are your students just starting out or are they like already in the design world or? Yeah. So a lot of our students seem to be people who have been designing maybe as a side hustle for, you know, a few months to a year. A lot of our students still have nine to fives and they're in that phase of shifting to like full-time design business. And then some of them have just recently gone full-time. So we have a lot of students at different places, but I'd say they're more, you know, within that first year, a little bit after in their design business. Yeah. Cool. Love that. All right. Well, I guess we can kind of wrap this episode up. I feel like we touched on a lot of good points and really kind of tackled some miscommunication or misunderstanding about what the one concept method really is and what it means to use it. So do you want to like leave your social media handles or anything like that? Yeah, I'd love to. Um, so at studio.seaside is where you can find me on all socials, mainly Instagram and TikTok um, and studioseaside.com for free resources for designers. All right, Haley, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. And I hope that this will be an extremely valuable episode for a lot of my listeners. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Unapologetic Designer Podcast. If you'd like to submit your unapologetic design opinions, head over to the link in my description to submit yours anonymously. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can follow our Instagram page or you can sign up to make a monthly donation. I'll see you in the next episode.